0: Ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lepco Podcast. Here's your host,
1: Adam Lepco and Chris Sims.
2: All right, okay.
1: It's going to be a good episode of the podcast. Sims is hungry. Me and Fentrick are yelling at I, each you other. You guys are ridiculous. This it's, is great. I, this is great. It's and and hold on, two ladies. Cock-hang. Those are cool. You the like coolest em. thing you've ever worn. This is the coolest article of clothing ever worn. Yes, it is. New shoes. Uh, episode fifty-one. Uh, who you got? Dick uh, I mean, Buckus is, is the, the, one. the, easy, the easiest one, one that I thought of that you might right. not remember. 90s Eagles linebacker William Thomas was the one that I thought about. And uh, Gabe, Gabe's Thinky <laughs> fingers. Show Bernie. Me your Bernie. Bernie, Bernie
3: Williams. Williams. Yeah, that's a good one. I did think of, uh, I, I had to look it up to reconfirm, so I'll say I did cheat, but Randy Johnson. Because oh. I, I kept going, man, it's Randy Johnson. I felt like he was in the 50s and he was a
2: 51. Fender, who you got? You, you guys got are Rutgers? forgetting about Sebastian Joseph, uh, Rutgers starting nose tackle this year. Oh. That was an obvious pick, and I'm kind of surprised and disappointed, oh. and neither of you got it, but that's totally okay. Totally blew my mind. Quintero Frierson last week, and then uh, Sebastian Joseph this week. Right. That's and great. And did you notice how excited the McCourties were when I said Quintero Frierson? Yeah, I did I notice that. that. That's yeah. great. All right, control room. Let's see all the beautiful people back there.
1: Oh, oh hello. There's three of hello, you. Hello, oh, oh, no, there's, there's Steinman to the back. Hey, good to see you guys. You guys look great and well-rested. <laughs> uh, that was one of the things I was going to bring up. Right. awesome thing. We never got a chance to do a podcast and talk about... We had the best of last week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. But right. talk about what San Francisco it was. great was. you
3: guys did the best of without me. Thanks
1: a lot. You were a diva and had time off. And believe me, I said that on the podcast. Oh, so it's okay. I asked to be told. Episode 51 in. is going to be awesome. We're going to have Victor Cruz in here in a few minutes. Salsa that up a little bit. Super Bowl reaction, just what we experienced. And we're going to begin the process of going through the draft. We have right. Matt Miller in here. Just to kind of start where you guys should start looking at prospects and everything. Right. But uh, your favorite moment of San Francisco, what would you say it was? Oh,
3: uh, I mean, the game is always going to be my favorite moment. That's did not the, enjoy the game in person. Uh, you did not enjoy I think a, it? I, be,
1: I think from now on I will be a game-on-television what, What's annoying
3: about the Super Bowl is you realize it's a bunch of rich people there who don't really care about watching there's the football no, game. There's not a
1: lot of energy. I had a
3: guy that was sitting next to me that paid $1,000 per minute for his game. That's what he paid for. He watched two minutes of the football game. He saw a minute in the first half and How a minute in the second times? half. Uh, the face value was 2000 so, wow. but that oh, was—he spent
1: a thousand dollars. He watched, he watched
3: one minute. Yeah, he watched yeah. one minute each. But he was a waste. I, I don't even know why they let those people in the game. That it's, drives me crazy. Your daughter about that. focused
1: more than Half-time they Halftime show was eh, I realized from because eh. I rewatched the game on the plane on the way back. Right and. Yeah, the halftime show was made for television. Yeah, right. And when you're there, you're like, I can barely hear Beyonce right yes. now because they're afraid, I think, the audio from the stadium well, will go into the TV Well, there's a problem with the
3: audio feed. in the stadium anyways. Yeah. Uh, the game, though.
1: Yeah, what would you think of the
3: game? It was entertaining. I mean, You I, did enjoy I it. I did enjoy it. I thought it was ugly... Very nerve-wracking, intense football game. Yeah, I
1: mean, Denver dominated the game, and they barely were hanging on there towards the NF before that touchdown. Yeah.
3: I, you Carolina
1: needed one play. and There's they had a the lot lead. of
3: things you could talk about in that game. I, I, listen, I, I'm, well, I'm still not back. so sure that Carolina's not the best 53 still. I, to this day, I've watched the game a few times, the replay, yes. and I still go, man, their 53 still might be better than Denver's 53, but their coaching game plan is right, not a So up I, to I part. actually
1: did something on right. purpose. I did not talk to you about the game right. before we did the podcast. Right. Because I would say, and Fedrick usually sits in, we have a way of breaking down the game where I kind of just pepper your brain with yeah, stuff. Right. Let's do it right now. All right. You go through um,
3: All right, first thing we gotta start with is okay. pre-game warm-ups. I gotta start right there because what? Pre-game warm-ups is really where it set the tone for the game for me. Carolina, first of all, Saturday before the game, taking the pictures at the that stadium. That stupid you off. That's stupid. You, you, the football players are routine people. So Carolina and people don't realize, I guess, went to the stadium went and took a bunch took of team pictures, photos. Dabbing. I mean, all had fun all over the field on a Saturday. You don't normally do that what on a Saturday. What do you normally do on a Saturday? On a Saturday, it's really a, t- a day for, you're going to wake up, you're going to have some meetings in the morning, you're going to have a little walk-through, yes. you're going to be cut loose for Relaxation. about five Six right. hours, then probably have meetings about seven o'clock that night prior yes. to the game and rehash all the little fine points you want to do. Uh,
1: what happened to Carolina's offensive line? Was that just Ware and Vaughn, or was that were it scheme wise? Well, How did I,
3: I think all of it, but still, I just wanted the pregame thing oh, though you're not too. Done. Well, yeah, I'm not done. I know you roll no, your eyes, but Carolina, I, we were sitting in the Carolina section. Uh, warm-ups was like this. Every Carolina player looking in the stands. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. I'm in the Super Bowl. Look, hi. Really? And then Denver was on the other end practicing and getting ready for a football game. So one team was there for a show. Oh. And it showed on the field. Denver it came did. out ten times ready faster. to go. Yeah. Exactly right. I think it took a while for Carolina it's to realize funny we're It's because we fight.
1: sat here and said Carolina would not be bothered by the bright lights. Yes. But instead, we realized that they were obsessed with the Bright Lights.
3: You're exactly right. I think that's a good way to
1: put it. And that's they were really obsessed. interesting. So that drove me crazy. All right, so okay. but that's something that you got from being at the game that yes. people didn't get at home. Right. Uh, and then, what the heck happened to the offensive line? You were saying the best offensive line yeah, in the Yeah, uh, listen, I really did think they would be able to run the football. Remmers got ramrod. Uh,
3: they got, all got ramrodded from start to finish. I think, yeah, we've given so much attention to Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware, and they deserve it. But Malik Jackson and Derek Wolfe, when you watch the game back, were really the stars of the game. They yes. really were the difference. because. Really? all the havoc they caused in the running game, all the pulling guards plays where the guard pulls, he can't find his way through trash because Malik Jackson's already busted his way in right. the backfield. Right. Makes the running back re- readjust his course. He gets a gain of were one. Were
1: receivers open for the Panthers when you went back and
3: watched? Uh, receivers were open at times, uh, but they had a lot. I mean, Carolina blew a lot of opportunities with penalties. The cotchery drop. Cam got off to a little bit of a slow start. Ted Ginn. Oh, and even, of course, the uh, Philly Brown catch, the seam in the start of the game where I mean he caught the ball but I guess there was no replay that right. showed it it didn't. So those were so little things. So you still
1: kind of think Panthers are the better football team?
3: Maybe, but they weren't the better team on that day. Yeah. And a team in the NFL consists of coaching staff as well. And right. Denver was the better coaching staff as well on that Sunday. Interesting. Uh,
1: I mean that was I feel like Wade's blown you away the last Blown two weeks. me
3: away. Wade Phillips is truly Oh man, look at Mr. Fly Guy over <sighs> here. Yeah, Wade Phillips has blown me away because he changed 30 years of his DNA package and coaching yes. uh, to where he's done things the last four weeks of the year that he didn't do his whole life. And I think it caught a lot of teams by surprise because they watch on film and they go, oh, they've never done that against yes. us. They won't do that again. I think a cool
1: thing that you so, definitely didn't see because you don't do Snapchat or right. anything, and I follow Von Miller on Snapchat, the right. coolest thing, right. he's sitting on the front bus with right. the owner right. with the trophy, and he he really showed you what it was like to be a Super Bowl MVP from his perspective. Right. It, it was crazy to see thousands upon thousands of people chanting MVP at you. Yeah. Just from that perspective. Right. And I'm super happy for Vaughn because he to me is one of like the, the the real pleasant guys in the NFL. Right. If Peyton won of an MVP, it would have been all the legacy bullshit. Oh talk. my gosh. But with Vaughn, it's like this guy that's like experiencing happiness. Right. And. He's young enough to where he'll be in the NFL for a really long mm-hmm. time. He's in his
3: prime. Yes. It is cool. And it's I just saw, saw Victor like kind of shrug his
1: head because I said bullshit. <laughs> I don't think he realizes what he's entering <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, we're from Jersey over here, Yeah, this kid. isn't late Let's bring him done. on. Let's get, get Victor over here. On here. Come on.
3: We don't have any, like, grand entrances or right? anything. a nice it's crazy, little super right? What's up, Chris? Good to see you, man.
1: Right? <laughs> how you doing, man? I'm oh, good, Adam man. Come Come on in. In. Okay, I'm
0: in. Man, look at you, you all fly over here. It's raining out, but I was just like, I'm going to wear white anyway. You did good. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's,
1: you. it's, it's you're not going to be see-through, so it's okay. <laughs> you're good. Good. That's a good oh, thing. Oh, dude, I like how you Get the rose gold all over yeah. the place right now. Just What's up, If you're listening to this podcast on audio, you're missing some fly stuff right now. I'm good. Uh, how do you feel? Because I bet you that's the question that everyone asks you, like right away. How you, yeah. how you doing? How you doing? Um, I'm doing well. I'm okay, doing good. well. I'm still in the rehab process,
0: therapy process. Now we're doing some strength work. So nice. I'm just making sure I'm taking my time to rebuild the body the right this way.
1: This is a workout dude right here. I mean, look at him. He, he loves he's to out hear the shirt. He's out the sweater pro- right now. <laughs> so what are you doing? Like what's your what's your workout process?
0: I mean, it's obviously it's a mixture of everything. But when we go lower body, we focus on you know getting the calf raises, the calf work, right, right. the, the stairmaster, the versa climber, cardio things. Mm-hmm. Um, we do weighted. Dips, weighted, you know, a lot of things that just sure. builds a strength in the lower body as well as getting our upper body. Everywhere.
3: How frustrated are you right now? Because I've been there with you. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. not, not that I was a high-caliber sprinting athlete like yourself, gotcha. but getting through injuries and just having to deal with that consecutive off-seasons, it's got to be like driving you a
0: little yeah, crazy Yeah, man, right it's now, driving like, me crazy. I'd
3: like to do some squats and normal stuff. I want to be an set. athlete
0: again, man. Right. I want to go out there and right. catch a football, run a route, right. run a deep pattern, catch a ball. You know, so I'm just... I'm just putting in the due diligence now to yeah. make sure I get there and stay there now.
3: What, what, what I mean? about just, like, take everybody into, like, you know, your thoughts through the year? Because you you get into training camp, and you're, of course, hopeful. I'm going to be back. Mm-hmm. i just got to keep working through things. They were this all season, game is the biggest challenge ever. He's, mean, like, yeah. he's like, we got OBJ, we he got He might gurus. jump you illegally okay. or, or, or uh, gro- grossly. I don't even know. Okay. But you think uh, – You get into the season, then you're going, okay, I'm I'm not ready yet, but I'm going to be ready. Kind of just, at what point were you hopeful, and then at what point did you go, oh, I'm in trouble. Am I going to be able to play this year? I remember,
0: uh, I'm I'm not going to curse because my mother might be watching. (laughs) Hi, Mom. Hey, Mom. Um, It was a point where, you know, I was coming back for training camp. I was feeling good again. I was running routes, and it was the day Odell and I had back-to-back touchdowns in different periods, Right. and it was like, I'm feeling good. Like, this is coming around, you know what I mean? And then at the end of that period... I tweaked my calf, yeah. and I was just like, you know, that's the moment I was like, not again. You right. know what I mean? And you think it's something minor. It doesn't feel like something that's going to keep you out for a long period of time. Right. Um, but you go through the process, and you're back and forth, and then you do it again. So it was just kind of a roller coaster ride sure. for me, especially early parts of the season. Right. But once I, once we realized I had to get the surgery, that's when I kind of calmed my mind down and was like, okay. Retool the mind to understand that it's going to go through another rehab, yes, there of course, and then I'll get through it on the other, right? End. right. All
3: right, one more question on work because you you you're it, a workout
0: warrior. All right. don't uh, touch me. Uh, <laughs> uh,
3: okay, because because I brought this up, I think I don't know a podcast, but a video yeah. where I, when you first got injured, I said, You know, I saw Victor a few times at like Parisi's mm-hmm. in Jersey, mm-hmm. and I believe you were training with like an NBA guy, and mm-hmm. I just brought it up to say. Well, maybe he wasn't training quite properly the way an NFL mm-hmm. wide receiver would be. So he, of course, thought that was well, very interesting. He wanted so interesting. me to talk to you about that. I think it's interesting yeah. with
1: workouts, right? And, and I'm not I, trying to put it on no, blast. of course. But of course. Yeah. I feel like we're in an interesting era with sports medicine, where there's a lot of new things being introduced, and mm-hmm. everyone's trying to find the new cool way to be stronger, faster, all yeah, that stuff. Right. And I feel like there's so many experts right now. I mean, how do you figure out? Who the right guy is to talk to? Like I like I don't even know how that. So starts. for me,
0: I met my trainer. He's actually not an NBA trainer. He's actually an NHL guy. He's okay. The, NHL. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, you think about the NHL. They do a skate all day, yeah, so right. their lower body sure. all right. day Jack, long. You know, legs, know what I'm man. saying? Jack. So. Um, I met him about five years ago, named Sean Donnellan, Um and we worked out together. And he taught me. And not only was he training me, he was telling me what, why we were doing this. Mm. How is this specific to what I'm doing on the field? Right. It wasn't just do eight dips, eight pull ups, and, right. and you're you know like, what I'm okay, I in a week you. you'll see results. It was right. like we're doing this. Because it'll strengthen up your hamstrings and your groins, and sure. you'll be quicker, faster, stronger. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. it was
1: and has been working.
0: And it's been working. Good. It's been working for me. Every time I've seen them, spend long periods of time with them, flown them out everywhere to, to make sure I get trained the right yes. way, and um, and we've had results. I mean that. It's funny, the year uh, I started going to him, that next year he won a Super Bowl. Right? So it was like... That's funny. I gotta, you know, plus, I'm a loyal guy, so yeah, like, yeah, i got to yeah, keep yeah, him around. Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, so
1: I'm an Eagles fan, and you have wrecked havoc on us many times. Uh, this offseason... explains the green. No, this, this is completely sweaty. Right, right, you don't see him sweating? Yeah, yeah, it's bead, bead, we've discussed cylinder. this. I sweat all the time. Episode 51, the sweaty one. We always have sweaty episodes. I wanted Coughlin as my coach. I wanted him bad. Because I think that... it. I felt like the Giants felt obligated to move on. This is where we are. We have to move on. This yeah. is how the league works, whatever. I wanted Coughlin. And I could hear when Justin Tuck came out. We talked to Tuck at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and it was like, man, you don't understand how, how great that dude was. Right. What was it like to not be able to even play for him in the last year, and then he's gone? Because I bet you he was like a father figure to a lot of you people. Yeah,
0: 100%. And even throughout this year, he would pull me, to a, pull me aside, and, and he'd sit me down and say, what's going on? And I'd talk some football crap. He's like, no, no, no. Not about football. Yeah. Like, what's going on with you right, right. now in your life? You know right. what I mean? Not many coaches. Is that rare? Um, in, in the coaching world, I believe so. I, I mean, I've, I've yeah. only played for one guy, and, and, and oh, every guy right. I played for prior to that, even college and high school, they've been the same exact way. Right. right. So, coming to and I was like, oh, I'm saved. This is, this is exactly what I'm used he to. cares about me. You know what I'm saying? Who cares yeah. about you individually as a person.
1: Right. Uh, so, It I mean, is rare. It, now now you go to the guy that was running the offense, McAdoo. What what do you did, – did you get – I mean, I'm sure you got to work with him a little bit. Of course, a lot of bit. So to Giants fans that are kind of like, I haven't heard him talk enough, talk to me about who he is. What kind of a person um,
0: is he? He's a blue-collar coach. He's a guy that brings his lunch pail in every single day. Not, no, Nothing flashy. Nothing, you, Nothing's going to pop out at you. Yeah. like. That's the guy, but when you see, what he, I mean, Eli's had the best two years. He's had QBR right. in, in, in these past two and years. And you think right. that can be
1: attributed to him?
0: Absolutely. I think really? the timing that, that our offense is under, the, the, the footwork that Eli has had to change has retooled everything to get the ball out quicker and have us – go through our route pattern even quicker for Eli to
3: find us. That it. sounds right.
1: awful. Yeah. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I really oh, wanted I it to be awful. you your butt. Damn. Uh,
3: okay, Jers. Uh, okay. What's another another crazy thing? I mean, just because we, we knew you were having, uh, having you on here, like Odell Beckham Jr., and okay. I'm sure you're sick of hearing that crap. But well, he Odell. talks at the about same three time. things.
1: He's talking about Coughlin, he's talking about his injury, and he's, he's talking about Odell. That's like every interview it's I It's pretty imagine. much. Yeah. What's crazy yeah. is... I got the answer's
0: queued
3: up, oh, man. Sure yeah, I'm
1: sure you do. We don't like to go through that crap, but we we got to go, there just because you kind of feel
3: obligated. you were Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. here in New York City. Mm-hmm. Just two, three game. years ago. You were the man. I mean, every, any public event. Are you saying that I'm not the man anymore? Yeah, is that what's us. happening right now? You've always been my man. Okay. Okay? <laughs> yeah, but we're we're these good. people out here, these gotcha. fair weather fans, gotcha. uh, you're definitely his man. Gotcha. Well, because I know but, that but
1: Giants just, fans were going, if we can have those two powers aligned, right. we can take over the world. Did you guys right talk now? about it, though? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I
0: see him at the All-Star Games.
3: Yeah, and of then, of course, you talk to him how to manage it a little bit and just – deal with those things? I mean, just take us there a little bit. I
0: mean, of course. I mean, we always talk. He, he, uh, you know, I hear things that he's done and I come up to him and say, hey, you know, uh, Uh, Congratulations on this. So we talk about, you know, day-to-day life. And he's always, every time he sees me, like, rubs my calf. Like, yo how much longer? (laughs) Just how much longer do I have to wait? Right. Uh, So he's anxious, too. I mean, we both are. We want to go out there and play and put this team first and and be out there making those plays that we know we can make so we can win. All right. So
1: what is it like being, like, when you talk to other guys in the NFL, being on the New York Giants, Because it's so interesting, like Brandon Marshall comes to New York and he's Mm -hmm. doing the same things he did in Chicago, but now he's a big star. Mm -hmm. And then you see like Jason Pierre-Paul, if he was a Houston Texan, I know it was like a lot of graphic imagery, but we probably wouldn't be talking about it on every radio show. What is it like being a Giant compared to every other team in the NFL? Because it's got to be different.
0: It's completely different. Um, you know, obviously those media eyes are on you wherever you go. Um, good, bad, or indifferent, they're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about your team. Yeah. Um, so you have to understand that going in, that you're playing in um, one of the biggest markets in the world to play in, a, a professional sport in yeah. college or high school, you know? So we have to understand that going in and be able to tool our minds to okay, these are things that we can't do, and these are things that we can do in order to keep our noses. Clean.
3: Uh, with that, I think athletes are a little. I mean, football players in general, especially ones that like the spotlight, which most NFL players do, are jealous of some of the New York people because they feel like they get well. I was more in attention. San Francisco, right. and
1: Jamal Charles was walking across the street, and no one even stopped him to talk to him. <laughs> That's what it's like for an NFL player. It's crazy. NBA All Star. Like NBA All Star. <laughs> In Toronto, I mean Nick Young could walk out and he's a nobody in the NBA, but people are like oh I mean let... it goes back to the helmets. It's and the helmets on. Yes. And all that so respect. so let me ask you, so you were somebody, even with the helmet on, you separated yourself. Uh-huh. You create an identity for yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you tell young people about not going too far with it? Because I can imagine that celebrities addictive.
0: A little bit. I mean, first of all, that was a good little dance you did there. I'm we're, really. We're talented. gonna get back to that. Dude, <laughs> that, in
3: fact, let's at the end before you leave, we gotta nah, make. Dude, him I'm stand up and do it. I'm okay. already sweating. Okay, so <laughs> we
0: gotta make right. him do it. No, nah, I mean it, it's it's a challenge, man. I mean, with anything you got, you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna do things that that aren't, you know, smart at times. But you just hope that there's people in your corner to advise you otherwise. Mm. You know, my 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 mom. And, um, and and the people in my corner, the friends I grew up with that don't care about the glitz and the glam, they're going to tell me the right things to do because they they value my opinion from when we were younger, from, gotcha. from that, from those, those roots, that the foundation. Court, right? you know? Have you so ever, they're not scared to tell me, you don't need to do that. Was you know there ever I mean? a
1: moment where they said, yo, Victor, you need to slow down right now? Yeah, and I'm not going to name moment.
0: those moments. Uh, no? But yeah. Well, how early you in your career was it? it um, a few years ago. Right. Right after we won the Super Bowl when things were at the peak you and we were doing things. And I was like, man, I can do this. And they're like, you don't. You don't need to do that. It's human nature to do those things. Of course, I mean, you want to. You're young. You just won a Super Bowl. You're enjoying. You scored a touchdown in the game. Oh my gosh! You're enjoying it. You want to. You want to. You know. And New York is is a place
1: where, especially now, just with social media and camera phones. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, Good luck being safe. safe. I remember when Sanchez got busted for doing karaoke. And it was like, come on, man! Can't people have fun in New York? I don't know.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, wait, first of all, I want to see that bracelet over there. What the heck is working? Here? On? Yeah, this is, is that a cool Cartier? One. It's
1: just the one. Uh,
3: Yeah, that's
0: a Cartier. It yeah, is a Cartier. Wow, I I like We're not that. doing this. Yeah. now. Are yeah. we doing this? Well, now? no, but now? I, I know you're, you're a big. I know yep, you're a this big poor fashion man watch right here. Clothes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what, are you, what are you working on
0: right um, now? I'm, I'm working on the. Two collaborations in, in the future and and my sneaker just came. You guys pick up my shoe with Nike. No, but I did get these shoes. Ah, there we go. Still swooshed up. Right, no, uh, but wait, tell, yeah, what do you I, I, I shoe have shoes? yet to
3: I have yet to see it. I know okay. you. you released them. them. The I didn't wear them
0: today, but I'll, I'll shoot you a pair. Right. Okay. Um, I did a, a a sneaker collab, not even a collaboration. Nike gave me my own signature shoe. Right. And, and it's awesome. a lifestyle shoe, so it's not a training shoe. It's something we wear on the field. It's something you wear on the weekends with your jeans and exactly how you guys are dressed. So right. four colorways so far. Right. Did you have black. your own shoe? It's insane. It still really hasn't insa- I mean, all the all the colors are out, people are wearing them. I'm seeing people are walking up to me like, Can you sign my shoe That's wearing awesome. Them. And it's like I I can't believe it, man. It's like a, a truly I, I remember having dreams of Deion Sanders primetime shoe in my closet. Waking up and it not being there at all. So now <laughs> to have own my nightmare or I own. Dream? The, I own like about six pairs of that right, shoot okay, now, cut, thank cut. God. <laughs> Shout out to Dio for sending me a couple of pairs. Oh,
3: man. Uh, I'll take a few pairs. <laughs> I'll take one pair. I'm 14. <laughs> Cause they call okay. him the Victor, two, Victor Cruz Trainer or what is, the, what is Air, Air Trainer Cruz. Air Trainer Cruz. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. All right, cool. Uh, wait, I want to ask him just ask as far as wide receiver like uh, Tom Coughlin is kind of mm-hmm. the wide receiver whisperer mm-hmm. to a degree. Mm-hmm. Do you attribute or give him the credit for really? finding yeah. you? Yeah, that was his specialty, like wide receivers. Uh, I didn't realize He was a wide that. receiver right coach to the, of the Giants when yep. my dad yep. was playing uh, on that staff. So yeah, his forte has always been he can Spotting pick the diamonds talent. out of the yeah. rough. And this guy was Mr. Johnny preseason for at least <laughs> two years. Yeah. Uh, before they finally let you have a real chance. But do you do you give him that credit for kind of finding you, or is there somebody else?
0: Um, I, I do. I give him the credit. Obviously, there's hundreds of people, people that, right, that right. do that. But I give him credit in believing in me yeah. because... You no, know, there were rumors going around that I found out way later, um, that after my second preseason that they were kinda on the fence about me. Right. You know what I mean? Because I, I got those injured. Rumors. I I got injured the first year right. and then the second preseason it wasn't as great as the first one. Right, yeah. So and they there were, was some drafted was guys in front of you. Exactly. They gotta make them work exactly. first, right? Exactly. So I was teetering and then um him and, and uh I believe it was the offense coordinator kind of vouched for me and then we ended got I ended up shot. proving them right and went in the Super Bowl, thank God. <laughs> Fifteen hundred um, yards. Um but yeah, it was a yeah. uh, – it, it was definitely Coach Coughlin and the offensive staff that really believed in me. How Jeez. the
3: hell, in your mind, do you not get drafted? I mean, I know it's, okay, you're five, ten and a half, whatever. What are you, 2? Jesus. What are you, 5'11"? <laughs>
0: with Cleats, I am at least 6
1: foot.
4: <laughs> six foot. <laughs> we ain't measuring you with Cleats. Well, no,
1: uh, do you know the reason? What? Because he came four years early. If he would have come four years later, when the slot wide receiver he was a little more Vogue, and everyone wanted their Wes Welker and everyone wanted their Amendola, but still,
3: he was—he would have been You ran four, mm-hmm. uh, four. Well, why do you think nobody even took a shot on
0: you in like fifth, sixth, seventh round? I mean, it was—I I think it was because I went to UMass, right. so you have that level of playing—that playing, playing level yeah, thing right, that they right. that they bring up all right. the time, and then. Um, and then I was, you know, I'm not six five. I'm yeah. not four two. I'm not sub four four. Right, right, um, right. So I was realistic. You know, there's guys ahead of me that were pretty, pretty darn good and, and got drafted and all those things. Is there but,
1: one wide receiver that was taken though that you motivated yourself by a little bit in the beginning? Oh, uh, Everyone. I had the list.
0: I wrote. Yeah. The, I had the list down in my locker of everyone that got. You know, all the wide receivers in the draft, and I yeah. was like doing right. the ocho cinco thing, right. scratching Crashing them all up, and things like, like that. Yep. There's a a handful left, but I'm I'm still kicking and screaming, so we're here. Yeah, yeah, you're all right.
1: Uh, So as a sweater, uh, Jameis Winston (laughs) is my motivational speaker. Okay. He taught me about how I'm going to avoid eating and I'm really going to focus. Jordan Rogers, Aaron's brother, told me that he would (laughs) call me up. I'm curious personal workout routines that you have that you'd like to share to the people (laughs) and myself.
0: What do you get? Um, I'm, I'm a circuit guy. So okay. I like so like even today this morning I did Versa climber 2 minutes. We have like a ski machine that allows you to go back and forth. Okay, resistant. yeah, I got you. Um, that for 2 minutes. Right. I did the rower for 2 minutes. And then you do core for two minutes, so you do a plank or any right. variation of gotcha, gotcha, core. Right. So you do that little cycle about three, four times. you will work up a sweat oh more dude. than yeah. more than what you
3: gotta do. Just now.
1: do something. Let's just start there. <laughs>
3: just something. And then we'll go on the, workout. the fifth
1: floor walk up, So I climb a lot of stairs. Right. <laughs> he has to like call for one groceries? of his, he gotta but call he like groceries. a
3: girlfriend to run in front of him so he has something to motivate him. He's gotta like watch the you know, Is the that rap. The only way? Yeah,
1: that's the only way. Jeez, That's how pathetic man. he is. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> you feel good about yourself. Yeah, I to get
3: him
0: a treadmill for Christmas. We got. We got to. <laughs> all right, let, I'm let not me. So, so Giants no fans, gotcha. I'm sure
1: everyone goes. You're going to get them next year and all that stuff. Uh, a lot of people are. Media is going to ask you what stats are going to make you happy. Is it wins? For us, so that we don't ask those same questions. Okay. What will you use to measure your success next season? What is What is the actual thing that people want to know in terms of knowing that you feel good about how you've done?
0: Um I think it i, I just want the health, yeah, I just you wanna, wanna play get through games, exactly right? yeah. unscathed, nothing wrong, obviously right. you're gonna have your nicks and pains yes. throughout the season, but enough so I can finish the season and hopefully get into the playoffs and make some and make something happen, right. you know, so that that's all I want is some uh it's some some health so yeah. Odell and I can go out there and hey, play. No together. one's seen it yet. It's yeah, be driving so you crazy that's all too, I want. Right? And I pray for health and everything else to take care of itself. Because it, so.
3: you're gonna help him. He's gonna help you. And you guys are gonna be. I'll be there to comb really his hair <laughs> on the
0: sideline when it gets fuzzy. <laughs> you know? Yes.
3: Can well, I
1: can I buy those jeans, Victor?
0: Are those
3: you don't your get as jeans? Much no, as he these does. are.
0: See, these are one of one. So. Oh, one oh. of no, one. No, I'm kidding. Because okay. you're in the denim. You can't buy these jeans. You can't buy these jeans. I am. I did a collaboration with Three by One, who's a denim company. And uh, we did a five-piece collaboration: two pants, two shirts, and a jacket. So, it was, you it was literally good.
1: can wear your clothes at every level: shoes, jeans, shirt. It's really, it's really insane. Uh, right. I, the, the, I, we go go have, I think we
3: should have uh, Mother Hen uh, dress up in this outfit next <laughs> so week. So, Josh is
1: someone yeah, I don't know that If, that would go, work. if we can get a Josh camera really quick. <laughs> Josh is someone that that shops at Joseph A. Bank regularly. Go for the
2: 40% discount, all that stuff. He is a buy three zip up shirts, get like 80 free kind of guy. (laughs) Him and your clothes would be incredible. (laughs) Just (laughs) imagine me in that outfit. I think I'm going to dress in that. I would love to see it We'll talk after the podcast. let's talk about that.
0: Love the J. Crew sweater Thank you. Appreciate that.
2: See,
1: finally, someone that appreciates my fashion. It looks good. Finally. That's awesome. Well, we wish you great health, we wish you great success. Fourteen times of the year, the two games against the Eagles. I'm gonna take. I appreciate it. <laughs> I really appreciate just it. Just
0: those two. So you want to just those you two. In two. You guys go fourteen and okay. two.
1: And then we'll go fifteen to one. That'd be perfect. No, <laughs> okay. So great to good meet luck. you, man. Thank you, man. Success with everything. Man. I appreciate it. But
0: be before I go, yeah, I want to talk about Alcon Daily's Total oh, One. Oh yeah, come on. Um, contact lenses. I wear contact lenses. Right. Contact lenses. I wear glasses. I mean, glasses good job, a host. I mean, look at him. He's wearing green. Again. Let's be He's honest. I've gotten, green. In I've yeah. gotten four trouble. plugs
1: in already to get upset about one plug. Look, there's a podcast. We're plugging things. What are we plugging? Contacts. What
0: do you got? Plugging contacts. Alcon Daily's Total Ones. As a professional athlete, you need to have a contact lens that matches your performance out there on the. That's field. true. That's why I wear Alcons Dailies total one. Right. Um, and it's because of the comfort level. You oh. want zero distractions while you're out there playing. Um, And Alcon Day is sort of one really provides
3: that not
1: you. Not even a lie, right. I have Alcon eye drops that I use. Yeah. And that is my he secret weapon. right. So, so I'm, I'm on brand. Okay, If they need another spokesperson, good. <laughs> sponsor the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> man. <me. laughs> you right, can put it right here. It'll yes. like say Alcon That's right top. Right. <laughs> huh? It'll be awesome. Okay. All right, seriously, All right, man. appreciate you, be good, man. Good All right, you. Enjoy good yourself. Too. Good All luck man. with everything. You can just walk off. Let's take the wide shot and show the beauty that it is. Look at that right there, That's why you need contacts. you got to look how good you look in the mirror. Oh, man. Good to see you guys. Good, good to man. see you too, brother. Hold it down for Jersey. I got it. I am uh, a little bit afraid if him and Odell Beckham are both it, healthy. I mean,
3: it's what everybody in this area is dying to I say. I mean,
1: dude, we have people like Gabe and stuff that are like, I don't know, Reuben Randall, and it's like, Ruben Randall compared to Victor Cruz. I mean, I love Ruben Randall. He's a great
3: guy. Yeah, but the, the Victor Cruz healthy was was special. I mean, he really was. Can and you he, guys
2: believe that it took Victor Cruz to be someone that complimented my fashion? That was the first clothing compliment I've received on this show. Yeah,
3: Steve is a good liar. He's and good, a nice, nice guest, guy. Yes. I like Victor Cruz. Yeah. This
2: sweat yeah,
1: is getting out of control. Yeah, you got go it going. No, first. I, it's annoying that you keep
2: bringing it up. Just let it happen.
1: It's, it's never. You can't see on the cameras. It's really far away. Look, you can barely see. We're the honest podcast. Yes, first splash, I was taking a bath. Good job with the... Uh, where, where are we going with this thing now? Let's go. <laughs> Good job with the... We're guy. getting back in the flow. Dude, I, let's be honest here. I got five plugs in there. I got his jeans, I got his shirt, I got his shoes. You're right. I got his eyes. You're right.
5: You're right. Oh, and I got nothing. I get
1: nothing. I don't get shoes, I don't get jeans, I don't get anything. I hope he gives me shoes. I'll take them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you do. You just ask for clothing the entire time. I just time. want shoes. Oh, man, you want these shoes? <laughs> um... We are talking about San Francisco. Um, one thing that kind of, it's upsetting when you're in San Francisco is you see, in my opinion, a lot of former athletes that are all of a sudden not kind of getting the attention anymore. Right. And I was curious, your take on this is someone like T.O. Yeah. Who we said right to him, we think you're a Hall of Famer. Right. But he's walking around in a Butterfinger jersey. Right. These guys are like five, six years out of the league. They're not on TV. Yeah. They're not, there's not a high demand for them. Right. It's a little bit sad.
3: Okay, yeah, of course it is. It, it, that's a, it's an extremely tough transition. It's, it's, nobody, I don't think, can really grasp it. It's like you right now. You're getting close to my career's going everywhere I want yeah. it to be. And 40 years now, you got to stop doing it and you got to find another job. And you go, well, wait, I love this. I've worked Did my you whole life for that this. transition. Definitely. I mean, I had my first year out of football. I mean, I I almost cried every Sunday. I really did. You really? did. I really did. I, I would sit there and go, holy cow! I can't believe I'm sitting here watching this. I can't believe he's playing and I'm not. Yeah. Can't believe he's the backup and I'm not. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, it, it, it's it really time. It's like losing a loved one. It really is. It's like losing a loved one. And, and I talked to a psychologist about it, and that's exactly really? what he said. Yes. He goes, you got to give yourself a little more credit here. He's like it'd be like losing a close family
1: member. A close, like you. Really, so it almost like the football part of yourself became a. It different defines person. you as a person, really, for a lot Is of your life. Is that why you tell me a lot that, yeah. like, I look at a guy and I'll go, he'd be a cool analyst, and you're like, he needs to give up the dream of playing first. You have to. So you have to give that up. You have to. You have to because then you have like one toe in the playing, still
3: one toe in the analyzing, and then you're not worth the damn it either. So did it, you have like an aha moment? Uh, I, I didn't have an aha moment. I, I had a moment where I feel like at least like, I think it was around the second year out. And I went to go start working for New England. And I was there, of course, drawing plays in the playbook and doing all that kind of crap where I was like, okay, it's over. Uh, there's really? Tom Brady going to practice and Brian Hoyer. And yes, get over it, this is the next phase of your life, and move on. Was it
1: hard for, like, your wife and your family for some of that? Definitely, yes. Because what the heck are they going to tell right.
3: you? Right. Well, and just, you know, think about, and you know me, and I think you know most athletes now because you get to be around them, but, I mean, every every day since I was a freshman in high school, the first thing on my mind when I would wake up was, how am I going to become a better football player? How? What am I going to eat for breakfast that's going to make me better at football? So, even in the offseason, so I can lift more weights this yeah. afternoon. Same thing with lunch. Do the workout. Okay, what am I going to do tomorrow for my workout? What, what kind of protein shake am I going to have after? Right. What part of my and body? All
1: of those thoughts are
3: useless. All of those thoughts are out of your brain from day one. And then, of course, nothing. Oh my gosh, nothing. Come on, walk out in here. What the f?
4: What the f? It's, it's NBA trade deadline. <laughs> you guys What's are the, doing a podcast. I'm, legitimately I'm in the right building, now. and you guys are just sitting f- in here chit chatting. Well, like, sit it's, down. It's a Trade gonna
1: happen? I mean, geez. Victor
4: Cruz is out there asking me questions, and you guys don't have time. What's
1: amazing is when you sit down. You the same shoes? When you sit down, you guys are wearing the exact same clothes from top to bottom. You both have your blonde, spiky hair and And your blue shirt. And you say
3: that as if
4: we should feel bad about that. I consider that.
3: Meanwhile, he's sweating over here. Check mark. Um, But just the big thing is, nothing can replace, and I'm sure he could tell you. The intensity, or the everything that goes into running out on the football field on a Sunday—yeah, just that that feeling. Well, now
1: that you're here, you just got yourself into like the, a, the only serious part of the conversation we were having on the right. podcast. Rick Muir, oh, the NBA legend.
4: By the, the way, we were we were talking. By the way, can you get, can you get a close up of the cold sork? And I'm glad you guys got the, oh, the, the best side of me. That's yeah, these two sitting next to each amazing other, amazing shot right That's there. Yeah, I you mean. guys look like <laughs> that you is guys, perfect.
1: You guys look like. Um he was I was just talking about how it's a little bit depressing five, six years after a guy retires and you see him in an event like the Super Bowl and people don't want to talk to him as much and it, they're sort of like clinging on to hope. And I was asking him, what is that transition uh, like out of playing? You mean a guy who a...
4: still thinks he can play and it's a, he's a couple years like, out? We were
3: using T.O. Like, you know, T.O. He's, he's, he's been, been talking about two years, out, two years now. He's like, oh, I could still come back if you want me. Uh, Jerry so. Rice is right. still held yeah. the
4: belief. Who are some
3: right.
1: NBA players that maybe you were close with or whatever that they had a hard time giving up that part of their or life? that
3: transition. Do you remember into, anybody? Like,
1: being a normal person. Like Steve Nash looks like a person where he made that transition a long time ago and he looks really happy with himself. Yeah. I uh, I bet you it's easier for NBA players, too.
3: Well, it's not as maybe intense on a game-to-game. You don't get that maybe because they do 82 games, so they get to run out of the tunnel. Football, the adrenaline rush for that one game, you build up for it all week. It is a little different from that standpoint. But still, they got to be adjusting their lives when they retire and going, damn, I don't need to go to the gym and shoot 500 balls today.
1: Like I bet you it's going to take Ray Allen his entire life
4: to not be a basketball
3: player. Oh, either, yeah, Ray's probably the well, kind of guy that's going to shoot no matter what.
4: But here's the other part, too, which yeah. which with, with football, when you can't play football anymore, you can't play football anymore. Like, mm. these guys can still go out and, and pick, play. Pick they right. can go and, and have a run You're with right. their buddies or do whatever. So it's not the same. For You're still, not walking yeah. out there. But your love for the game and the ability to play it is still there. You're and right. so you have guys do it. What I've found is that, like, I run into some of them, uh, at, at some of the events and like Grant Long Grant Long, a big kind of sure. a, you know, meat and potatoes big right. man you play pickup with him. they do nothing but shoot threes, like they, run, like they want to be the exact opposite oh, of what they, they were when right, they were right, playing, that's right. and because they're an NBA player, everybody said, well Grant, you can't uh, hit a okay. three, but you're playing with us so right. we'll let
1: you shoot uh, to your heart's content I asked Sims, what do you want to talk about on the podcast? The first thing he says is that the NBA All-Star game is trash.
3: I didn't like it this year I the didn't.
1: game or the weekend? The game no, I like the, you weekend. the weekend. I
3: actually love the events. Yeah. I the game was the first year where I said well, 90-something points in the first half. Like, I want to see a little defense. I don't want to – I mean, what are we going to – next year's going to be 215 to 212?
4: <laughs> well, but a, a lot of that is a function of the fact that it's now a three-point shooting contest with five guys on the floor. And, and see, that's – That why, or a dunk. And that's why the East got run because they, they didn't have that quality group. three-point shooters. Right, right, Like, they got Al Horford and yeah, guys Paul going to the, the run, run Andre right, Drummond. Yeah. You know, they're finishing. They're getting a two. And the West is running the other end and jacking a three. Right. I – I agree with you. I don't know that there's a solution, though. Right. Yeah. Because... It's on the
3: players, right? The players are going to have to be the ones that
1: say, you know what, we need to play a little bit.
4: Like
3: Michael Jordan be needs to call year. them out, right? Michael Co- Jordan needs to be like, "What?" Well, the I hell? thought Kobe
1: yeah. said, Kobe uh, said before the game, "I want everyone to play really hard." I thought it was going to be the like, "Let's do it for Kobe. Let's defend for." And it was. Not, I'm going to die. I'm going to start coughing. <laughs> I like
3: really? that Pop. I like that Popovich didn't let um, Paul George get the uh, record, though.
4: Well and I wonder whether that was pop because the player they really started Ding up at the end. Yes. And I know at one point it was Kyle Lowry threw a bomb to Andre Drummond and then he was supposed to kick it out to Paul George. Right. And Andre Drummond like fumbled it. And Kyle were like that was our shot. And right. I know that Paul George was going for it, but I don't know how much everybody else on the floor was really aware of what was going on. Right, Hi, okay. I'm I'm Rick Bucher and no, go back to the shot. I, I, yeah. Like Hi, I'm Rick Buker and I have
1: DirecTV. Hi, I'm Chris Sims, and I have cable. Oh. This is amazing. You, guys look, <laughs> I, ex- I,
4: you I, guys look like you could be like brothers or father and son. Already. Okay, but I wouldn't have given him the cable. Like, Well, no, he's a clown. Yeah, uh, yeah, but still. you still. <laughs> <laughs> your high-pitched Peyton Manning oh, voice. Oh man, this is what is they we're going oh, off the rails. Right right we no are off the, the NBA,
1: guys? No one cares about basketball. Now no one cares about the best Which I'm
4: fine because I ha- I didn't talk that much basketball. Matt Miller, sport, Miller, NFL
1: draft scout. Welcome to the yeah. show. Yeah,
4: before, the, but we do this need is a,
3: a full t- t- like trades though because you're here now. So now yes. we're going to
5: ask you.
1: Oh, I asked this yesterday. Anything Why was, the hell would anyone want to trade for Dwight Howard? Why is that a thing? Why, like, who wants him on their team? Why would you give up anything for this guy?
4: What what is your issue with Dwight Howard? He doesn't opposed, like a, he's not as he opposed to Hassan Whiteside or DeAndre Jordan or any other. Big. Oh, can you handle that? Yeah, I can. Bam. I think Dwight Howard has
1: he's a track ruined. record now where he's been to multiple franchises and it hasn't worked at any. Are of you see, really this gonna is, go al, so you,
3: you can't you can't count L A. See, I mean, this Kobe is, is well, the same it's guy. It's also I point. want my
4: players to play well with. Kobe. It's al- but it's also it's looking at results and saying, well, he's the common denominator, so it must be his fault. Right. And. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's fair with Dwight Howard particularly I when it comes to I can't get over the Stan Houston. Van
1: Gundy clip that's frankly what I can't what, get over oh, where, where have he, you ever seen that clip where he, he was like he was like oh I didn't say anything to Stan, or Stan Van Gundy he's like yeah Dwight got me fired and then Dwight's like hey what are we talking about yeah, oh right. no
4: oh go cool crap it's a bad bad, yeah, it was bad. Bad, timing. bad timing bad timing on that but that was that was the Dwight Howard and I don't know if you guys ever saw the documentary he did a documentary oh, where you saw like Dwight Howard is driving I think he's going to the press conference for Houston right Driving to the press conference for Houston and he's in the car and he kind of makes a happy happy face and he says something like you would normally say at the intro of a press conference. And then he kind of looks out the window and goes, yeah, I wonder if that's going to go over. And you could see that like he had he's reached a, a level of maturity he's like I'm not playing the game anymore. He was at one point. So you're telling me he's changed. I, no, there's no question that he's changed. Right. And the game has changed. Same thing we're talking about the All Star game. Where, where, where big men just don't fit yeah. in. They never do in the All Star game anyway. But now right. where the game is gone, they really don't fit in. Right. And I don't know how well they fit in in the game. Everybody's playing small. Everybody's yeah. playing drive and kick. Yeah. Right. It's not so much that he's a bad guy. It's so much that it's it's more so that he's just kind of been. He's antiquated right. when the, with the way the the game is played. Wow, it's so, crazy. You think I, he gets I, dealt? I do. I, if there's any of the big superstars that I think might get dealt by it's Thursday, him. it's probably Dwight because I think... Make you, your prediction. Houston make your prediction is prediction.
1: Where's he going? You don't have to give one. But no, give yeah. A, no, make, make I, I mean, the
4: prediction. first one, the the Hassan Whiteside, Miami, he, a lot of that has to do
1: with... Dwight Howard in Miami. Boy, that sounds smart. That sounds really smart.
4: I'm I'm because, okay. You know, so you're think, just a... You I
1: know, I mean, just, no,
4: no, no. Don't I'm not going to say... No, because I... What was he gonna say? I think he's gonna call you a hater. I, I was, I'm a huge hater but I don't Howard, like that, that phrase. Okay. It's so I'm, I'm avoiding that. I'm they? I, I am the they. You are close minded is what you are. You've just, you <laughs> wow. have stamped. Here Dwight is how I am as a human that. being.
1: Here is how I am as a human being. If you show one thing, I will not judge you for it because I don't know the circumstances. Okay. But when I see something
4: multiple times, okay, now I is go, why to you stupid? That John, what is the multiple, the multiple thing that you have seen? I the guess time. what
1: I have seen or heard is a lot of former teammates or coaches that do not feel the effort and work ethic was there to accompany the talent. I also have not seen any growth in his game to learn how to expand his game and adapt to the current style and I look back at who he was projected at personality-wise as this kid from this Catholic school in high right. school, and he this. And how I understand that if you're going to portray, and maybe we'll get into this with Peyton Manning a little bit later, portray innocence, and then have that many that <laughs> lifestyle Peyton's coming
4: in too. No, we don't have enough. That chairs.
1: lifestyle off the court, yeah. and then pay a lot of people to keep their mouth shut. Now you're a fake on
4: every level. Right, that's my issue with him. I understand that, but and and I'm, and I'm not and I'm not contradicting that. But that was wh- where was that fakery? Like, was it and everywhere? And has it, been, him, and has it been? And has it been in Houston? Okay,
1: he hasn't been. Now fake you're going to know a lot more than me, and that's why I'm asking this thing. So you're telling me I should give Dwight a
4: chance? I'll do it if you say it. Rick Bucher says it, I'll do it. You should give Dwight Howard a chance. Okay. Now it's what, what are we giving him a chance? It. What are we giving him a chance at? Because you're, you're really talking My about patients. two different things. Yeah. I'm he gonna, is, is it, he, he the person? thinks he's a
3: cancer for a team. He thinks whoever's going to get
4: him, the team's going to fall apart. are going spend go, oh, a We lot need of to money. get him out of here.
1: He's think, not a building block. The reason, if you tell me I'll give a chance.
4: I'll give the chance. reason that the Rockets have not worked is not because of Dwight Howard. I right. can tell you that definitively. Okay. Right. James Harden can't be your leader. Yeah. Right. And he is right. by virtue of the, handling the ball and everything else. All right. The work that Dwight did, and this is where he was his own worst enemy. He shouldn't. He should not have come back and played for the Lakers when he did. He certainly certainly shouldn't have started the season. Right. I saw him. I met him in a in a hotel and saw him, and he couldn't raise up on his toes. His back was still so weak. Right. Wow. But the pressure of being in LA, playing with Kobe, the the Lakers were making a big deal out of it. He thought, okay, I got to find a way to get out on the floor, and he was not the same guy. And so people looked at it and well, wait a minute, what did we get? He was he was trying to do the right thing by the team, and it ultimately it. cost he him. You just
1: changed my paradigm. You gave me a new perspective. I'm going to give him a chance. I apologize, Dwight. Now, I don't know if he's, he's ever still... going to be <laughs> yeah, your problem Orlando now. again. You are his yeah, character yeah. But, but I, will say,
4: I will say this. Right. I am I, confident in saying you're not going to see the Fugazi again. You're right. not going to see him portraying anything than what he is and how he is from this point going forward. Whether he can still – be a dominant player and lead a team to right. the finals, that I don't know. Miami's had enough with Whiteside. Do you think that's over? Just
3: What's what the, the deal The Whiteside
4: situation is, is not so much Whiteside as, as it is Chris Bosh, which is if Chris Bosh really has an issue that World is going to, issue, yeah. yeah, that where his gotcha. career is in jeopardy, right. you gotta then go they're going to go from we're going from it now right. to we're going to clear the decks. Right. Right. And you can't trade Whiteside by himself. You have to send him with a piece. So whether it's Drogic or it's Bosch yeah. or it's somebody else, right. Whiteside by himself is not going to get you anything. And that okay. is a
1: preview of the Sims and Left Go transition to NBA, which That's we'll be okay. doing a lot more in the upcoming months. But right now, Rick, I'm going to have to say goodbye and you, say hello. I, I wish to I NFL you to my little friend. <laughs> Thanks for coming by. The fact that you guys were in the same cross nice though by. cannot be understated. Nice One of my by. favorite things. Yeah, it's, we are this in, is,
4: and this is actually not what I'm going to wear been, doing my work today. You've been surfing lately? I actually, I have. I surfed right before I came out here. Right. <laughs>
1: you wouldn't believe. I t- I think I t- Why are you going to ask to get into another story? we got to transition. Yeah, well, i got to go. I I can gotta go. go. We, we can talk can about later. Sh- By Don't the way, worry. a
4: friend of mine said, but it was minus 24 in Toronto. Right. It was like 72 degrees, <laughs> offshore winds back wow. in, in Cali. Right. A friend of mine wrote, when the Raptors first got there, it was the right. coldest day since the Raptors. Right. The inception of the in Raptors. The invented, wow. That was right. Saturday. Right. My friend wrote, uh, hell will freeze over before Toronto hosts an All-Star game. He feels like he was proved right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. Why weren't you there?
3: Is the real question. Where? At the All-Star game.
4: I was. Oh, oh you he were was. There. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just want to I make nearly, sure. I nearly—if it wasn't Kobe's last game, would've I would have. Le- I would have left. <laughs> Saturday night, on the other hand. <laughs> right. Fantastic. Gosh. Thanks for coming by, man. See you, guys. you we'll guys. See you later. You
1: guys were legitimately wearing the same thing. Yeah. Well, we're cool. That's just the way it works. Ugh i have I'm to call out with you then. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, ready to out, cut what this draft this crazy did you have on Dwight Howard? <laughs> that was like the most lost I've he ever like, been in a conversation. Cut that out.
6: Just sitting here like,
1: yeah,
3: basketball. Uh, that right. was so cool. Uh, he walked in. I'm glad he did. Yeah, I had yeah, no idea fun. that was going to happen. Yeah. Oh,
1: was, did you see Fedrick's face? Oh, oh, the rundown. Like, this is totally ruining the rundown. We had so many things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. What are we talking about? All right, draft? so we're going to be bringing in Miller a ton the next few weeks leading up to the draft and all that because this is your thing. You've been, you've been focusing on it, yeah. and I think I, I know a lot more than I would say some people just because I've tried to dig into it, but let's do a broad overview of what the draft is right now. So first and foremost, is there a definitive number one?
6: No, I don't think there is. Uh, and
1: not just for the Titans, right. but a number one overall player. There's not a definitive
6: player. number one overall player. There's really not, which would be great fun for, for you. Chris and That'll I. That would be great uh, for uh, all right. of us. Right, because you could talk about Laramie Tunsil, the left tackle from Ole Miss. From Ole Miss, right. Coming off an injury that yeah. he had two seasons ago. He some right? off-field issues with right. him. Joey Bosa from Ohio State, but there's sure. an off-field issue there. He was suspended week one, right. so it's like – I could run a hole through every one of these guys who would you would normally say would be well, a your consensus last number mock. You had what,
1: Jalen Ramsey number one? I
6: Jalen Ramsey as the number one overall player. Now, a corner has never gone number one overall in the right. modern era of the draft. Right. So he is the best player in this class. I believe. I think he's an elite corner, and we're going to do some safety too. Played right? safety, played corner, played outside backer in the nickel. He can do it well, all. Tplicity. Who would you compare him to? Uh, just That's what I'm here for yeah, right? this yeah, week just, is to, to do the pro player just, comparisons. I think he's a Charles Woodson type that athlete. That kind of guy. I really okay. do. Now, I'm not saying he'll be a Hall of Famer right, like Seawood, right. but... Talk about Eric Berry, Charles Woodson, Tyron right. Matthew. Like that's the type of athlete that he. Everyone's okay. saying this kid's gonna blow it up at the combine. I mean, he's gonna blow it up. At the I combine. mean, so he's the, gonna have
3: better top-end speed right. than those guys. The I thing is, think.
6: he has been training with his dad. This isn't a guy who like went away to some training facility like Victor Cruz was talking about. Right. He's just training at home with pops. Uh-huh. So if his 40 time isn't great. Uh, like I wouldn't be surprised, but he's the ACC long jump champion. He runs a he ran a ten six in the hundred the first time he ever ran one. All right, like, so he's a very a track background. Yes. so he'll know which how to get out of the Which
1: position is the deepest and which position is the weakest in this draft?
6: Well, the deepest is defensive tackle. I don't think like that. Well, that's argumentative at all. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean there could be seven or eight of these guys going in the first round or having they a first be round. Grade. That many every year? There should be, but yeah. yeah, you know the weakest though. It's weird. I would say that quarterback is weak again. Sure. Uh, yeah. Wide receiver is pretty weak, but the edge. Rusher class is the one that really bugs me because you're like I don't consider Joey Bosa an edge player. He's 285 pounds. Right. Um, Robert, when you say same edge, thing. You mean I mean a, a four three, 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 four outside four, linebacker or a four three end? Or a four right. three end. So these right. are
1: the guys because it's and we have an argument with our producer Cam back there year. all the time. You don't think he can play 3-4-DN, though? I think he could. Oh, okay. But not a 4 but he's 3 not a, N, f- Yeah, right. Yeah. I think right.
6: at 4-3, he's a three-tech. Uh, so he would line up between the guard and tackle. Sure. We're just going to start throwing around numbers, and people are like, what are they talking about? Yeah, so about? who are the yeah. edge
1: rushers, though?
6: Noah Spence from Eastern Kentucky. He right. the best right. one. But, again, you got off-field issues. He started his career at Ohio State, got into some ecstasy, got kicked out by the Big Ten. But he I mean, he looks like Von Miller, Joey Porter, Khalil Mack. Like, he's built like those guys. Right. Um, you know, Cameron Wake, he was about 6'3", 255. He'll probably run in the 4-5 range with so a 1-5 split. So are there a split. lot of other big
1: names at Edge? or it's, No, that's, kinda edge. that's
6: about it. I mean, really? Charlie Calhoun's the second-round player from Michigan State, probably. Wow. Leonard Floyd from Georgia, I yeah. think he's a little small to be an edge. Because right. edge,
1: I think, is a position that's overdrafted a lot in the NFL. Always,
6: it's always overdrafted, especially the NFL's a copycat league. We just watched Von Miller destroy the NFL. Yeah, So everyone's going to be like, we have to have this. We have to have it. It's like... When Everyone got the, the tall corner because of Richard Sherman, yes, and those none of those guys well last out.
1: year he was saying, and I know you were saying that Marcus Peters was a top five player, yeah, off the field issues made him right. drop down. How, <laughs> how do you, as an evaluator, judge the level of off the field issue? Because yeah, it's, it's number it's one thing that he complains about is I can study them on film, right. I can talk to people. But unless I know who the person is, how do you do it? that as someone that really is into scouting?
6: It's tough. Last year, as an example, I got to know Marcus Peters. Like, I just reached out to him and to his agent, and they trusted me. And it wasn't something I was going to write an article about. It was just, hey, for my own evaluation purposes, I would like to get to know this guy. and. You know, I could be an advocate for him. So that is one way to do it. The other is, like you said, I could talk to people. Um, You know, I could talk to teams. I I talked to several teams who didn't like Marcus Peters. They said he was bipolar. They said he hung out with Marshawn Lynch. Like, you just, you have to know who to trust and who to listen to. It's hard, though. You, You know, it's... Three or four of the best players in this class have off field issues with Bosa, Tunsil, Robert Kim Diche. I mean the kid fell out of a hotel window. Yeah, like right. the, these things don't normally happen in then right. Noah Spence. So um, I've I've got the opportunity to, to know Noah Spence a little bit now and I'm you know, not that you know I would sign off on him if my job were on <laughs> the line, but Kim D Kim talented enough to be the number one pick, right? I, I think he is athletically, right. like, his film is pretty like uninspiring. Yeah. You'll watch it and think Okay, like this is it, like Um, 6'4", 280 with a spin move. Right. Right. Looks like Sheldon Richardson, but then there will be games where he just doesn't turn it on at all. I remember
1: you telling me before that you had really high grades last year on like 45 to 60 guys. Yeah. And you said it was a really deep draft, and I think it proved it. I think the last two years both rookie classes, (laughs) excuse me, this is awful. Got to quit the smoking habit. I wish I did, Joe I have an excuse. Come on, Joe Um, Camel. But uh, you can cut all this out. Uh, The last two years, I feel like the rookie classes have had immediate impacts right away. This class doesn't seem that inspiring. No, it's not. How many high-grade kids do you have? Like, what number is it at right now? I think Jalen Ramsey will be a really high grade,
6: and then I think there will be a drop-off to a a second tier. And then there will be a drop-off. I think that third tier, so like late first, early second round, is the deepest. There's probably like 40 or 45 kids who I would put in that group right now. But it's that top end group. Like last year, it was Jameis and it was Dante Fowler and Amari right. Cooper, right. Leonard Williams. Like they were. There elite. was like seven yeah. or eight elite guys. Yeah. This year, there's like one. And then really? There's a drop off. Yeah. Interesting. So not it's not 2013 bad. Yes. As far as draft classes go, but it's not as good as. All right. 2011, so you clearly are all
1: over Jalen Ramsey. That will be the Matt Miller guy. You always yeah. have someone <laughs> that you that you fall in love with that you love. Yeah. And you trying to get out there before other people, which I appreciate. Yeah. Who do you think that guy is going to be this time that's maybe Ooh. not in that first or second tier, that's but is a, as a third tier guy that's going to be the Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. the Shaq Thompson. Well, I don't know. If you, were you big on Shaq? I was big on Shaq. You I were big I think I on one of the few people who had him. All right, in first so who's round. your guy this year?
6: Oh, wow. It's still early. I would say Xavier Howard from Baylor. Xavier um, at what position? Corner. You know, 6'2", 200 pounds. Right. I think he has the, the skills to be very, very good. Maybe late first, early second round, he's a press cover guy, he has the speed to turn and run. There were some bad games, you know, you could watch the first play of the SMU game, they went deep on him, right. he wasn't ready for it, they yeah. scored. But it's his recovery skills that I really like. Um, I like Keanu Neal from Florida a lot as a safety. I think he's a strong safety. All right,
3: don't get too deep in the weeds
1: here. Yeah. Most of these people don't even know the top, top ten picks. Okay. I really like, picks we'll, we'll <laughs> that. Okay. really like Jared Goff. We'll go there. I really yeah. like
6: Jared Goff.
3: You
1: guys are going to disagree so much on so, Jared Goff over the next few months. I'm really excited. We do every year. Well, every year we disagree. He, <laughs>
3: but he was, he was all over Shaq last year, and I certainly was not a and huge fan of Shaq. And he ended up being a player. Also, yeah, he had a good year. Uh Okay, uh, I just how much is the injury going to hurt the, the linebacker from, uh, you know, from Dame. Smith.
6: Right. You know, I talked to, to his people while we were at the Senior Bowl. They said, listen, he might not miss any game time right. because there was no injury to that nerve. Yes. So I, I think that he's the second he's got best a good player chance. in this class. Okay. I mean, he, he, he would be in the talk to be the first pick overall if it wasn't for the injury. He's okay. that good. I mean – Patrick Willis. Like, right. And then the other big injury
1: better. is the UCLA linebacker. But his yes. was a,
6: just a meniscus tear. He's right. running, he's jumping. I tweeted some clips of him last week. Like, he may go at the combine. It, he wants to, it's just what his doctor will so let. So, Miles but. Jack's going to be Shaq
3: Thompson 2.0, basically, right? He's, Same. I think he's better. Think he's he's better. about 245. So he's pounds. more physical.
6: More physical. Right. Um, you know, it's like we had Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks. He's like a mix of those two. Okay,
3: that's cool. That's wow. unbelievable So, players, he should go top five, top out. six. Okay. If you're All so now dive into wide receiver. Just give me some of the sexy names there. I mean, of yeah, course I know Laquan yeah, Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell. But yeah, go Treadwell. He's going to be slow. Right. He's going to be really slow at right. the combine. Like
6: you're thinking like 4'6"? Maybe 4'7". He's going to be slow. That's um, going to hurt him. So that's going to be a big talking point. Right. It's going to hurt him. I like Michael Thomas from Ohio State yes. a lot. Of course, I love Corey Coleman from Baylor. Right. Uh, you know, he's a little little guy, but him super yet, super so, fast. Right. Um, I really like Braxton Miller from Ohio State, former yeah. quarterback. You know, was a Heisman candidate there. And I'm
1: going to go. I think my so one quick. of my favorite guys that I got to watch a few times was Shepard from Oklahoma Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I. I just like the way he balls, right. and we're going to
6: get more into it in yeah. the weeks to come. His family's royalty in Norman, exactly. so like everyone loves the kid. I think he's going to be a little slower than yeah, people so expect, Yeah, I question his top-end speed. Yeah, uh, he's shifty, thing. not fast, right. which a um, lot of people guy. want him to be Tyler Lockett. I think he catches the ball better and runs slower. Right. So. Yeah, Tyler Lockett can go. Yeah.
3: What about, uh, and, and uh, listen, I am haven't even dove in yet. I have not watched anything yet, so I'm about to this week. How about the Notre Dame receiver? Because I watched enough games of them this Fuller, year to be Fuller. extremely impressed by
6: him. Yeah, I'm extremely impressed. I went and saw them live at USC, right. and he took a Dory Jackson, He's one of the fastest players in the country, I remember took him the deep. right. And, and, I mean, it was just jaw-dropping. Right. But he drops about a pass a game. Yeah. Uh, he had, I think, 21 drops over Ted the last Ginn two years. Ted Ginn went ninth overall. So Yeah, Ted Ginn went ninth overall, which right. is a good point. I don't, think, I don't think Will Fuller's that fast. Gotcha. But he has a second gear that's pretty special. But Will Fuller and Corey Coleman are really similar. Because they both drop about a ball a game, but they score about a touchdown a game. So it's it's We've already hit
1: four gears in this podcast. Second gear was Victor, third gear Bucher out of nowhere. Fourth (laughs) gear (laughs) Miller. Let's bring in our fifth gear. Then, well,
5: well, yeah. Fifth gear. I haven't been, been in fruit. a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's always fruit because Paul Kaplan. He always takes care of his fruit. I mean, oh, I know. Hey, Victor, come
1: in. We'll give you water and I fruit. Yeah. You were water. facing the monitor the whole time, so I didn't see the fruit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a fruit surprise. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, Nobody I didn't ever eats it. There and, anybody else in the draft we missed, though, that you think is worth talking about? Just covered the D-line
6: yet? We covered the D-line. what we talk about Leonte Carew? Mm. Uh, no, Rutgers guy over here. Uh, no. no, we have not we'll talked about any of his arrests yet. We haven't got that no, Miller, easy, easy, Well, Miller, easy.
2: Way to go.
5: We're bringing out delinquents, huh? Yeah. He's podcast. not a Thanks. delinquent. Dave. Relax, yeah. oh, relax. Gosh. Uh, yeah. I don't want to derail the draft. I was enjoying it. Uh, well, so we're going
1: to be pe- digging in so much the next few weeks. I months. didn't even get the <sighs> Combine's already, next though, week. I know.
5: Huh? Well, feel free.
1: I, I'll get it one You stay here so you can Yeah. I almost think I want to record what we do for the Combine, which is – we watch 40 times, and then guess what it's going to be. Yeah. Two years ago, man, I was I nailed like eight in yeah, a row. You know, you can bet on that. What in Vegas? No, don't tell me. There are prop bets on the combine. This <laughs> is like yeah, but no, I like to see the and then there's usually like a oh, 10 want, second like, gap okay. between when it pops up
3: on the screen. It's so hard because it's all about the start. Uh, We're gonna, you,
5: a, you talk about Laquan Treadwell running slow. We're going to go even slower yeah. than that Ooh. right now, Matt Miller. Take it a little deeper as well because it's first time on the down low and. God knows how long. It's nice to be back with your beautiful faces. Uh, you're welcome. Gosh, you're beautiful. The Grammys Thank were on you. Monday night, gentlemen. They I know all it. of us here on set are fans of music. Right. Kanye West was not in attendance, right. but he did make his presence known on Twitter over the weekend. And he had something interesting to say. He said that I am the Jordan and Steph Curry of music, yes. meaning he's the greatest of two generations. Now, my question for you two, or three. Crazy is who is your Jordan and your Steph Curry in terms of music? Well, how can he be wow. Jordan? All right, first when of all, Michael Jackson, Jackson is Jordan, okay? Yeah, like, but he's saying of the
1: generation, so he's saying. All right, that was my generation, Michael Jackson. I'm
5: not saying you don't have to be Jordan. Oh, I was going to yell at Kanye.
1: <laughs> no, I think Michael oh, yeah. Jackson was the Jordan of his generation. <laughs> right. So what is that, 80s, beginning of the I mean, and really, really, in
3: my generation, I would say the Steph Kirk. I mean, would Madonna be the next one? I don't even know. Well, that was before. Madonna would be battling out
1: with Kanye. But they would be the top
3: two guy people of my time. But you're right. All right, so. They would be the
5: Jordans.
1: You're talking about, yeah. I guess they would be the Jordans, right?
3: But even though they were kind of the same teams, then nobody can be
1: Jordan. Jordan. So he was saying Jordans for like 90s (laughs) to 2000s. Okay, sorry. And then Steph Curry is now. Okay. So that era, I guess, Jackson works a little bit. Sorry.
5: Yeah, uh, so but I would say Jay Z was better than Kanye is, in that era. Which is anyway. weird because it's there. There are two generations, but they're really it's the sandwich. There's, yeah. He's missing a generation. Yes. he's missing the Kobe, LeBron generation.
1: Yeah, I think Kanye's losing his mind. Uh, yeah. I love
5: Kanye, but I think he's would losing. his mind. Would you give him a billion dollars because he no. wants it? No,
1: <laughs> fifty-three million dollars in debt. Man, now he's, I like Kanye. He's I think like like a
6: his... TV minister right now. I like Kanye. Yeah. 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 I yeah. <laughs> Miller, do you have any? I listen to completely different... That's okay. Oh, wow. I I wasn't even thinking... Metallica would be the Jordan, right? Right. Interesting. I would say
1: my Jordan, it would be James Brown, when I think about it. Mm. That's my Jordan.
2: Miller, are you going Zach Brown band for Steph? Oh, yeah. You know what I think yeah. Yeah.
6: Zach Brown band for Steph Curry. I
1: was Dude, you were right Who would be my
3: Steph, Steph of this generation right now? The Steph, man. I mean, I'm going to go with Kendrick yeah. Lamar after
1: what I saw last night. that was pretty phenomenal. Right. I mean, he is a next, next, next level He's performer. Right. He was pretty awesome. You're a big Tyler Swift fan, huh? Uh, Taylor Swift's pretty
3: amazing. You know what? But no. She Beyonce. might actually
6: be the... Yeah, Beyonce's
3: yeah. up there. Certainly, I feel like I we're missing somebody else, but I can't think of Definitely it. Definitely not Coldplay. Lana Del Ray. Lana Del Rey, That's that my is my same thing. Lana Del Rey, yes. Huh? She can serenade all me. Yeah, it was her lip <laughs> singing.
1: So bad. This is this is Coldplay. That <laughs> <So bad. laughs> was Coldplay. Run up,
5: jump, and... DJ listen. Steinmetz is back there, guys, and I'm told by Fendrick Lamar. Fendrick, Fendrick.
3: Lamar. Fendrick, Fendrick Lamar? Fendrick Lamar! So I still, still love
5: that DJ He has to dress like Victor Cruz next
3: week, so... We're making him. Or Don't even shout. up. Don't even the podcast Victor Cruz
5: not dress like Cruz. Does Vic wear quarter zips? Was that discussed? I was going to tell him that he wears
1: Joseph A. Bank and all that it's stuff. Joseph A. Bank.
5: Uh, second <laughs> second on the downlink question, Kobe, was also a, I know who Chris Sims doesn't like very much, was a big <laughs> part of NBA All-Star Weekend of Toronto. Right. Really kick-starting his farewell in the second half of right. the season. Which he cool to say. Yes. Yeah. He was given a nice retirement gift by Dwayne Wade, and what was it, gentlemen? It was a year-long subscription to Netflix. My question for you two is, what will you be getting each other for your retirement gifts? Mm.
1: I'm going to give him a mason jar full of my sweat, (laughs) just so that he can sit there and look at it and talk about it and go, oh yeah, that little chubby... Used to sweat <laughs> on the podcast all the time. Yeah, I'd have to think uh, it'd be one of like
3: his snacks that he likes. I would just buy him like one of his snack because he loves a snack. But I don't think you really have one go to Reese's I Pieces. Would, would. But really, anything food oriented, I'm in the wind. Can, I, can I answer here? Yeah. yeah,
6: I would get you a Pizza Hut gift card. Oh. I know, uh, I don't know how to let you miss pizza. You're yeah. right. That's
3: so. really good. Yeah, because Miller got it delivered here during the draft. That was well. What's was amazing is that <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> they don't have Pizza Hut in New York. Yeah, right. But I got a new pizza place around me that is Great. Fuego. Yes. <laughs> Great, Fuego.
3: eat it after your Victor Cruz workout session. Don't flood them
1: because then it's yeah. I want, awesome. I want I want I a sponsor. Go, Go ahead, that's, three. That's, a, that's all I got. That was it. Just two today.
5: Yeah, that's two. all you yeah, can. You guys were a jam-packed that? podcast. Yeah, today, we were. So I know. So I, I I couldn't. My Ninja Turtle. Man, seriously, Ninja we, Turtles? Had, we had
1: so many things to get to that we didn't get
5: to. What anymore. did we not even get to?
2: Did just we want whole, to get to? The them? The, only the biggest story of the yeah, NFL all the this Peyton week, the
1: Peyton Manning thing.
2: All right, well, we get to get
5: to it. Can and I? Can I
1: get... end on that closing note? Is it okay if I go on a rant? If you can do it quickly. All right. Um, or Let's do you want next week.
5: Out One of the download questions to save time. For no. That.
3: <laughs> I mean, just cut out the nine minutes of him coughing up his third lung, and you'll have. I think that's
1: going to save me. Here's the only thing I'm going to say to end this podcast, and here's the truth, Miller. You're going to have to stay on camera with me to do this. The big news over the weekend (laughs) was that uh, I don't even want this music. It's a little bit serious. Sorry. Uh, The only thing that happened this weekend was that reports came out from the New York Daily News, I think it was correct, uh, that that talked about Peyton Manning and what happened with him at the University of Tennessee actions that he did to a very well-respected trainer down there, and it began to cause a lot of people in media to have discussions about his legacy, what kind of a person he was. And it began to question Peyton Manning, and I got really upset, because what I realized was the story should not have been about Peyton Manning, and a story that I've already read multiple times, that our Mike Freeman has covered multiple times for different companies that he's worked for. That wasn't the new news. The new news was that multiple women, I believe six, have come forward to the University of Tennessee and believe that that university has a culture that doesn't feel it's safe for women. Two current or former Tennessee athletes are being charged with rape. Peyton Manning was one of the instances. incidences. There was multiple times where women do not feel safe at the University of Tennessee, and yet we're turning this into a legacy question for Peyton Manning. If you think that 19-year-old, 20-year-old Peyton Manning was a douchebag, you're probably right. He probably did abuse that. But that's not the point. The point is we have yet another university in which females don't feel safe and are coming forward. And it's not about a culture where athletes prey on women. It's a culture in which universities allow athletes to prey on women. We have a foundational issue in this country where we are having universities stand up and allow this stuff to happen and blindly do this. And now Rick Bucher's coming in to I guess, calm the flames, and eat fruit. God, you literally that, came that in the worst. That was f- awesome. Time. Best appearance ever. Best uh, appearance ever. So that's that is that is literally my opinion. Um, that's unbelievable. <laughs> oh my that's God. F- unbelievable. <laughs> yes, that, that is yes. literally that is unbelievable. So, that, but that's that's my point. So as you listen to your local talk radio and as you read your newspaper, and everyone has a hot take. It's a bullshit our society right now that everyone has to have this opinion where you're right or you're wrong. What is it? Sometimes it's okay to go, wow, what's happening down there at the University of Tennessee? I'm going to read about this. I'm going to educate myself because you might have a daughter when you get older. You might have a friend who has a daughter and God forbid this happens. That's my only thing. That's that's what I took from the whole situation right. because I'm so tired of the legacy discussion. It's lazy bullshit talk radio sure. where you go, like, what is legacy? It's 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 unnecessary. If if legacy means your opinion of a person, then just say that. I think that you and we were going to talk about how you your dad was more successful than Archie as a player mm-hmm. and you went to university. And if this story is true, then Peyton clearly abused the family's thing. And I was going to ask you, yeah, what do you think it is about how you handle going to a university where you're treated like a king, and you can use those things to your advantage.
3: Yes. Uh, I think it's it's hard for young kids to digest it. Uh, I really do. Now, I had the benefit of knowing uh, that all that stuff was crap. That So I knew not to let my head get too inflated or be enamored with the, oh, wow, they love me at this 6th Street bar down in Austin, right. Texas. I'm the man. I mean, right. come on. Uh, no, I learned pretty quick just here in New York that I saw people – Tell my dad how awesome he was, and then they walked a the block away and said, "Oh, he sucks." I mean, so I understood the big picture of it, uh, and and I think Peyton did as well. Now Peyton, like you said, I think it was a valid point. Let's not judge anybody when they're 19 years old. I did a lot of dumb crap when I was 19 yeah. years old. I think all of us did. So uh, I'm sure that wasn't his finest moment. Uh, but you're, I like your rant altogether. Uh, I think that was a very. You're right. Women are on attack. I'm not necessarily necessarily. I saw a news story based? On Outside That's the, the Lines. That's a good question. I saw
1: a news story on Outside the Lines. I think it's administration and everything. I don't right. it's just right. athletes, okay, which right. is even scarier. Right. That's
3: what I was going to say. But I saw an okay. interview on
1: Outside the Lines where a woman felt the need to be a shadow and change her voice. Right. If they're that scared, we've got a problem. Yes. Because you know what I've never seen? I've never seen someone accuse foundational just unsafety for their own personal benefit. Right? Why would you ever put yourself in that position? For what personal gain? Right. For a lawsuit? Right. You're gonna sit in a courtroom for three years and get something back, and you're gonna spend most of that on your lawyers anyway? Right. What's the point? Yeah. All right, so it was serious, and I got out of my system, but I that feel was good. good. No, that was good. Um, this has been an off the rails podcast. <laughs> Holy cow, I, I don't, don't know, know what we do. <laughs> What the heck has happened?
5: I am so happy that you're back. Oh, it's nice to be back. I miss Give me you a little guys.
1: shoots. Shoots, bro. Peace out, homies. Well, what
5: were you saying? I I, it's been like a month since I've seen you guys. So nice. And by the way, you said
1: everyone's done dumb stuff at 19? Right. He's the only one that I know that I can guarantee did not. Him and Fendrick no, did not no, do dumb no, stuff no, at 19. No. They, they did
3: dumb stuff. They just didn't tell anybody. There's like only one person knows.
1: They're Miller, just give, give him the goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, Josh, your pleasure as always. We need a
2: separate podcast to talk about my uh, teenage years. Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, we can do that another time. All, All right, Goodbye, Kate,
1: everyone. Those stinky fingers. Uh, we had Michelle's fingers. We have had Pellegrino's fingers. Yes. It's good to have Gabe's fingers. Right, man. it is nice to have him back. <laughs> yeah, super stinky. Control room, <laughs> you guys make this whole thing possible. Oh, hi, Pellegrino. Pellegrino. Oh, man. Hi, Sorry, Josh. Cam, you're make the man. It. Hunter, Sorry. you're the dude. Michelle, what up? This is going to be torture for you to edit. This time, that's absolutely. Man. Oh, this is <laughs> episode 51, 52. I'm going to start coughing again. Oh, am going to let it <laughs> <laughs> so You saw Zoolander and you got the black lung, huh, Pop? <laughs> got Bye. the black lung.
5: got <laughs> <laughs> oh, the I
3: too. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, dig in. <laughs> I didn't even want the fruit, today. I? I don't know.